Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now. Besides the screen you spent most of your time staring at this week, chances are you are also captivated by a big screen video installation. From billboards to scoreboards, we inform and entertain audiences with our big screen solutions. Visit bigscreenvideo.com.au to see how BSV can bring your space to life. The panel. It is 10.22 here on SENZ, and the panel this morning will be uh, Guy Havelt and Sam Ackerman. Guy, if I can begin with you, please. Crusaders Blues, uh, it's been a date on the calendar I've been looking forward to in this competition. Uh, how about you? Yeah, absolutely, and, and it's, it's come around uh, just when New Zealand rugby, when super rugby, when rugby in general needed it. Uh, it's struggling a little bit at the moment, rugby, I think, in terms of gripping the country and, and, and this is a game that it really needs to, to get people interested. Uh, what a game on paper uh, in terms of the players uh, across both teams. Uh, both, anytime you get Bowden Barrett up against Richie Mawonga in a rugby match, uh, you get pretty excited about that. But then uh, a lot of very, very good players, arguably um, you know, a, a good mix of the best players in the country across both teams. So very excited for this one. Obviously equal, what are they, on 27 points or something like that. Uh, supposedly second equal on the table. I think we'd we'd all say that they're probably the two best teams across Super Rugby Pacific. So, yeah, can't wait. Uh, Finally, we have a game that that, uh, I think will interest everyone uh, when it comes to rugby because it's been a long time coming. It's been a competition that I think has meandered along a little bit. It's been hard to figure out where the competition's been at from week to week, who's playing who, what the hell's going on. Uh, finally we can get a bit, little bit of normality in, into Super Rugby and, and uh, yeah, as I say. And Guy, um, just on, on another matter then, uh, does that reflect in the, uh, the viewer numbers? Uh, because I, I, I was interested to hear our report last night where they have been declining at quite a rate. Yeah, I think they have. Um, I saw Sav's story on, on One News last night saying that um, you know, numbers have, have dwindled to almost just above 100,000, whereas they used to be averaging about 180, 190,000 uh, uh, for, for the big games in the weekend. So that's got to be a concern. I, I put it down to, to numerous things, really. I think, as I say, the competition's been hard to follow. Uh, a, a little bit of it is out of New Zealand rugby's hands or super rugby's hands in general in terms of COVID, people not being able to go to grounds for a while, games having to be rescheduled. All that sort of thing. But at the same time, I think rugby's, in this part of the world anyway, in a little bit of trouble. I think the game is hard to understand for people who don't watch it religiously. I mean, you flick over to the NRL. Uh, rugby league is easy to get. It's easy to watch. It's easy to understand. You don't have to try and figure out what on earth is going on in the rucks, what, what the referees come up with in terms of a, a decision. Half the time in rugby, you're scratching your head trying to figure out whether a referee is right or wrong. I think that's, that's difficult. Um, and we've just got too much rugby. And then on top of that, uh, still you have your best players 
being rested on occasions. Um, when you know you look at rugby league, you look at any of the top sports around the world, and the guys and girls are playing consistently on on a very very regular basis. You don't get them being rested because there's a World Cup in over a year's time. I think that takes away from the product as well. So yeah, we are seeing numbers dwindling. Uh, and I think there are a number of reasons for that, that that rugby needs to figure out. All those positive things that you've just said about rugby league, we just have to get Sam Ackerman up off the floor because uh, he's so <laughs> surprised. <laughs> Sam, good Sam, good morning to you. Um, yeah, have you heard anything about Super Rugby numbers, or would would you be surprised if your viewership was down on on rugby? Wouldn't be surprised if viewership's down uh, across sports. So good morning to you, Smithy and, uh, and Guy. And look, uh, first of all, not surprised at all. Guy's just figured out what I've known for 20 years. But it's, it's cool. It's the welcome board. Um, you know, it takes some people longer to um, soak it in than others, but I get it. It's all good. Uh, the, the, fact, the fact of the matter <laughs> is that there are so many other options in life now than there has been to watch rugby. And what happened with COVID is it's broken all of our habits, be that viewing habits, be that attendance habits. Yep. Whatever, whatever we used to do religiously, we don't do religiously anymore. With that, we came opportunity for a breath of air. Uh, we found ourselves uh, craving something that we weren't already doing, like, you know, the things that you kind of got jolted out of your comfort zone. So I think rugby is really suffering uh, from that because it's not the appointment viewing that it once was. Um, so they need to find their ground with that. I, I think perhaps it's uh, regular TV shows and, and things like the news and Shorten Street and a lot of things have gone through those same cycles where things aren't appointment viewing anymore because people don't balance their lives around being in front of a box for a game. You can catch what you want, when you want at different points. So it's a completely different world and rugby is uh, starting to bear the brunt of that. But the product um, could be better and I think that we're all a bit sick of how Super Rugby is running at the moment. I think fair to say uh, we may end up being uh, end up missing the South Africans more than uh, we thought as well um, down the track as well. I'm looking forward to seeing what happens to Super Rugby as we get into actually playing the Australians and there's a bit more to it. Whether people buy in, but traditionally they clock off when that's the case because of the usual overrun. But the quality of the NRL is pretty solid right now. Uh, has been for a while. And yeah, it's a simple game to play because it's a better game. Okay. Uh, <laughs> fair enough. Uh, we'll, we'll, take, we'll, we'll take that on board, Sam. And uh, you made a good point there that the times they are are changing, which means you've got to be very careful what you say or what microphones pick up saying. And uh, uh, Marcello, Montoya found, Marcello Montoya found that out to the tune of... Uh, uh, four weeks. Was that fair for you? Uh, yep. Uh, you got to throw the book at that. It's um, if you can't, you can't uh, allow any form of heat of the moment uh, crap as an excuse anymore. That all that's gone right out the window. Players are given inclusivity training. They're, they're told about the importance of diversity. If they haven't worked that out in society itself, uh, I, I don't think that this makes. Um, suddenly we should be painting this guy out to be a homophobe. Uh, you know, Marcelo Montoya has come forward and very, appears to me at least, very genuinely apologised. Um, so people make mistakes, happens all the time. He's got a cop what he's got, uh, but I think four weeks is, uh, is perfectly acceptable uh, for this because if, if you don't react to it, if you just kind of let it slide with a, a slap on the wrist, then what message does that send uh, in the sport where you're uh, competing for eyeballs, attention, and, and you say you're inclusive? Uh, you can't then let that slip. So, yep, it's a shame for the guys, a shame for the Warriors, uh, but I'm I'm more than comfortable with that with that treatment. And uh, Guy Havelt, um, it's just not a warning to league players, is it? Because there are microphones in all sport these days. Well, and, and it's not just a, a warning to sports people either. I think it's a warning to, to everyone in general that 
this in, in this day and age in society, uh, and it should have been like this for a long time, but you know it's just not acceptable. Look, I I have to give some some credit to Marcelo Montoya. Uh, I think the way that that, uh, and I, I I genuinely believe that he is a hundred percent truthful when he says that he is so remorseful and that he wishes that he didn't say what he said and he'll take he, he's cop he's cop the suspension on the chin. Uh, the Warriors say that he wanted to front up straight away, and I believe that as well, because if you remember back to when Reese Walsh went through the cocaine scandal, he fronted up, I think it was pretty much the next day. Uh, so I believe that. Look, I, 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 well, I don't feel sorry for the guy. I think the comment that he made was, was unacceptable, but he's, he's copying it, and, and good on him in that regard. Uh, he'll learn a harsh lesson, a lesson that, that needs to be learnt. Uh, but as I say, good on him for, for taking it on the chin, taking the four weeks uh, and fronting up and, and owning what he did. 10.30 here on SENZ. We're in the middle of the panel. We'll take a short break for the news, and when we come back, uh, more league, more rugby, more other issues here. Here's uh, Ottawa. The panel. Guy Havelt with us this morning. Sam Ackerman with us this morning. Sam Ackerman, uh, do you like the look of the Warriors side? Looks like continuity in the halves in particular. Can they go four in a row against the Roosters this weekend? I wouldn't rule it out, but it's going to be pretty difficult. Um, the, the Roosters are a team that are rebounding. They're finding a bit of form. It hasn't been a, uh, a classic uh, season for the Roosters so far, but I, if you look across their team on paper, they are, they're guns. They've got weapons in, uh, in all the right places, but I think that this is a team that the, uh, the Warriors need to be at their peak to be able to compete with, uh, and I think they're capable of achieving it. They weren't that way inclined uh, last week on the slider, so a great result, and they've shown the result to point because we know how often uh, Warriors seasons have been uh, been lamented for losing those close games. So you've got to give them the credit when uh, it's due. They they got up against the Cowboys, but you know the Roosters should be in uh, different kettle. So there's a couple of clashes that you can really look forward to. I think that everybody Hargreaves up against Adam Fenua Blake is one that I would pay personal uh, to just on that alone. Uh, and yeah, I'm I'm really pleased with the development of some of these players and return of Dylan uh, with Hughes and Ozniak as well on, on the wing. That's very, very timely uh, with Montoya's absence. Uh, let's get uh, across the guy, Havelt. Uh, guy, uh, it hasn't quite been done to death, but there's been a lot uh, being said about the absence of uh, Glenn Moore, uh, a reaffirmed coach of the Black Ferns. Uh, were you surprised that uh, NZR didn't front up uh, with, with Glenn Moore at, at uh, one or two of those press conferences? Uh, big time. Yeah, a- absolutely. I think there are a lot of questions for Glenn Moore to answer about what has happened uh, inside the Black Ferns, what's come out of that review. It was pretty scathing uh, across a number of areas. Uh, around New Zealand rugby, uh, around the culture inside the Black Ferns, and uh, who who dictates or, or largely leads that culture? It's the coach, isn't it? So, of course, he has some questions to answer. Very surprised that he wasn't there. Uh, I understand he 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 uh, got his own PR company to, to kind of handle this stuff. Uh, still waiting to hear from him, obviously. Look, I, I, I was surprised he, he kept his job after reading what was in that review. Um, pretty scathing of, of what was going on in the Black Ferns. Obviously, the results haven't been great now for a wee while either. Um, and so I, I, st- I kind of scratch my head a little bit and try and figure out why why they've kept him and, and, and what they see in him. Uh, I know they brought in some other reinforcements, um, but at, at the same time, uh, and Wayne Smith and, and Graham Hemp, Graham Henry, obviously, but... Um, 
you know, you, you've got to look at what's been there in the past. It hasn't worked, clearly, both on and off the field. Uh, and so I'm very, very surprised that A, he didn't front up, and B, he's still there. Uh, the other thing that has come to light, and it was interesting yesterday uh, from, uh, I can't remember who said it, uh, but someone said it anyway uh, on this show, uh, Sam was that why is it every time we get in trouble, uh, we just go 0800 dial Wayne Smith? Uh, why is it always we go to Wayne Smith and now we're 0800 Sir Graham Henry all of a sudden? Uh, because we're, we're going back to, uh, and I think it was Dean from Dunedin calling and said, we're going back almost to dinosaur type territory every time to fix this problem in rugby. Well, the problem is is that traditionally they've fixed it. Um, so when when that band-aid doesn't work, it'll no longer be used. But uh, the, the forward thinking of bringing in fresh faces, uh, new voices, I mean, look, we only have to look at uh, how you know, someone like Scott Robinson's could be being forced to bide his time when he seems to be on the uh, the, the crest of, of momentum in his, uh, his career. It, it's, it's, a, it's an old system, and it was a system built largely out of the uh, the double down on the uh, on the on the Henry uh, and Hanson and and uh, Wayne Smith bus they got us that uh, that famed uh, World Cup victory they it, it, okay we take our time we stick with the old heads we don't throw out the baby out with the bathwater we can get this done it's been proven and until it's not they'll keep going that way because people uh, in positions like that are, are creatures of habit and they uh, really love to throw uh, new voices and new faces in there because they're not quote unquote proven in that context it's it's uh, it's I think it holds them back but until it actually burns them that's what we'll keep saying. Well, it Sam, you mentioned before, and though, Smithy, but yeah. I, don't, I don't, I don't know if it is. I don't know if it is working these days. Um, you know, we, we've we've kind of in the All Blacks anyway. I'm thinking of here particularly. Uh, we had Sir Graham Henry. Obviously, they won the World Cup as Sam says in, in 2011. They won the World Cup in 2015. Since that World Cup in 2015, the All Blacks have gone backwards. Uh, they they were comprehensively outplayed in, in the semi-final in 2019. Then they retained someone who was all still been in that environment for a while, and Ian Foster, who was then promoted to the head coach. Look what's happened since then. I was listening to your interview with Scott Robertson, and, and I'll sound like a broken record, and there's probably a lot of people who keep saying this, but, man, it, it, just a, the most enormous missed opportunity from New Zealand rugby not to get him in as the All Blacks coach. They need a breath of fresh air. They need someone new. And I know we were talking about the Black Ferns, but crikey, Dick, they missed their chance there. Uh, and the longer we wait, uh, the more we miss out with Scott Robertson because uh, he's a great coach, he's a fantastic coach, he's proven that, and he should be the All Blacks coach. Uh, and I cannot believe that he's not. Yeah, I, I, more than I think that it's not that it hasn't... Uh, it's not, I don't think it's working, Guy. I just think they haven't been burnt. They've been uh, slipped along the way until they get a stage where they go, do you know, we actually have no choice but to change. This is what the problem is when people make decisions yeah. from yeah. historic purposes, you know? I was more just, just more getting at, at the way that New Zealand rugby have gone about things. I just think it's bizarre. Anyway, we move on. Do you, <laughs> do, do you mind, Guy, do you mind, Guy, if I take my show back here? Would you mind so much? <laughs> hey, it's a panel, Smithy, isn't it? It's a panel, mate. <laughs> oh, yeah, but there's always, there's always careful, the head mate. of a panel. Smithy be the panel beater if you're not careful, Guy. Calm down, mate. <laughs> the panel beater. I like it. I like it. Uh, hey, Sammy, you, you, talk, you talk about people changing habits um, and, and being homebodies now. We've had it ingrained almost into our system over the last two or three years. Uh, orange light, more crowds at, gra- at games, do you think? More crowds for the Warriors in July? Big crowds coming back because it's a novelty to go out or what? 
think fingers crossed things like Orange Light just allow for that confidence. I think that there's enough people wanting to go, but enough there needs to be enough people prepared to go through with it. Um, people, some some people don't buy tickets because they're afraid of the disappointment of needing to get their ticket refunded. Hopefully that there's a, a feeling now they can get out and get it done and. I'd just like to say, if you're in uh, Christchurch or Invercargill or Rotorua this weekend, you're looking for something to do, get out and support the ANZ Championship because these ladies have been playing some pretty high-quality um, netball, but behind closed doors, essentially, for the best part of uh, a couple of years now. So to get out, have them have the opportunity to play in front of a crowd. I really hope uh, they come back and uh, give them the support they need. But yes, I do hope um, that crowds start to come back and people start to feel more comfortable in, in that environment. Time will tell, but um, yeah, Hopefully, uh, the, is the smartness from uh, promoters and organisers of events as well that they're not going to suddenly try to uh, you know, charge like a wounded bull and try to price gouge to make back the money they lost. They need to encourage crowds back, and that's a two-way street. Uh, Guy, do you see it that way as well? Uh, yeah, absolutely, I do. I think the big test will probably be this weekend. Is it when the Phoenix return and play in Wellington, uh, whether the crowds will turn out to that, what kind of crowd they get. They're obviously... Uh, they've bounced back now, two wins in a row after their little mishap uh, the, last, the last few weeks before that. I hope a big crowd turns out to them. I think that'll be the test. Overall, though, in terms of the netball, uh, I think it's been, well, indoor sport in general, I think it's been farcical that they haven't been allowed more than 200 people into those. When I can go down to the pub down the road that has, you know, 100, 150 people every Friday, Saturday, I can sit in a small enclosed area with that amount of people and yet I can't go or largely can't go down to watch uh, the ANZ Premiership or basketball or whatever it might be, uh, you know, more than 200 people. I think that's just been very, very bizarre. Uh, thank God that, that netball and those other indoor sports are now able to market so that they can get people along. And like Sam, I hope people do turn out because they absolutely deserve it. There have been some fantastic games uh, in the past few weeks, and and, um, and netball here is obviously a big sport in New Zealand. So, yeah, get out, support all those sports if you can afford to. I know it's hard at the moment, but uh, we want to see people back in the stadiums, don't we? Because that makes the experience in the stadium better and also makes the experience from watching at home better as well when you get that atmos, atmos through, through the speakers. So, yeah, I'd love to see a big crowd for the Phoenix this weekend and a big crowd across all sports. Guy felt Sam Ackerman, I'm in uh, total agreement with you, and uh, particularly in that netball too, Sam, uh, some great points this morning. They were the panel, uh, folks, uh, here on SENZ. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.